Hello, and welcome to the Meshed Young Adult Ministry Podcast. Today, we are joined by special guest, Shelby Thomas. Now to our host, Randy Jumper. Joined today with uh, one of my good long-term friends, Shelby Thomas. Uh, Shelby is active in his community where he leads both on the local school board as well as in business and uh, has been a pastor interacting with students and young adults for well over 20-something years. Through this process, he's uh, become a big advocate of young adults and has been active in mentoring and guiding their growth journey. So today we're going to talk to him a little bit about mentoring young adults, what that looks like for him and the differences. So welcome, Shelby. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about you and your family that I didn't cover. Yeah, so uh, I actually have four kids. I have a a son-in-law and a daughter-in-law that's been thrown in there as well. So I guess I have six. Uh, uh, so our house is pretty busy. Uh, got a got another uh, got a grandbaby on the way. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, just to keep keeps joy, keeps things going, keep me on my feet. Watching your ministry over the years, one of the things that has been unique with you is that you've been active in youth and student ministry. But when those students and youth have moved on you have made an intentional effort to stay involved in their lives, uh, yeah. mentoring young adults um, after they've left student ministry. So why have you chosen to do that? Why do they come back to you? And why is it important to stay active mentoring young adults? Well, so you, you kind of hit on it. You know, I started, uh, I'm in youth ministry. So in youth ministry, I started out being a class pastor and, and one of the commitments you made being a class pastor is you say you're going to be with be with students uh, through middle school, high school, and then stay with them through the first year of college. Well, one of the things that I did when I first got started with that deal, I told kids, I'm not just uh, in this for, uh, for through first year of college. I'm going to be in your life for the rest of your life. And, you know, and, and one of the things my dad told me uh, growing up, if you're going to say something, do it. And so when I told, when I tell students that, man, I, I mean it, I'm going to be in your life for the rest of your life. And so, so it's just carried on. So, and by doing that, and when they actually see you mean it and you, you're genuine about it, they take you up on it. And so they allow you to be in their life for, for the rest of their life. What's different about interacting with young adults, kids and versus kids in there who are teenagers versus uh, students in their twenties? What, is, how does it look different? <laughs> that is funny. So, so, so you you can kind of relate to this because your daughter is one of my one of my students now. So I went. I, I go from having uh, students that are, are uh, you know just taking band for the first time to having students that are putting uh, uh, they're doing their senior year of college stuff mm-hmm. to having students young adults that are married and and having babies or trying to have babies. So I got all these walks of life. So sometimes they, when they get together, you're like, uh, okay, so today we're going to be talking about boys. <laughs> oh, oh, today we're going to be talking about going for your first job interview. Oh, so today we're going to be talking about how strategies for saving money for the future. So it's, <laughs> you never know what you're going to get into. That's great. So what, what are some important tips you would give someone listening to this today who 
has a young adult in their life who's asked to be mentored and shaped? What are the kind of things that you go out of your way to do? Tricks of your trade. Yeah. So, so, so when you talk about mentoring and you talk about being in somebody's life, so um, one of the things I, I read a book about discipleship, it's been a long time ago, but one of the things that it talked about, so you think when you're discipling or you're mentoring, you got to read a book or you got to take and go with some scripture, you got to do something like that. That's not the most important thing in mentoring and, and discipling someone. The most important thing is living life with them, letting them see you live life, just being an open book for that person that you said, I'm going to mentor you. They need to see you live life uh, and just be an open book to them and allow them to see that. That that is the most important thing I can say. Just nothing off limits. Allow them to when you're hurting, allow them to see you hurt. Allow them to see you cry. When when you're super excited about something, you know sometimes uh, when something exciting happens in my life, number one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna thank Jesus, and then I'm gonna call my wife and I'm gonna tell her about it. But then that young adult that's in my life, I'm gonna call them and tell them about it because you know what? That's exciting for them to see something exciting happen in my life, and I wanted to share it with them. So at that point, you get they get the buy-in right there that you really are important in my life. So you just talked about con contacting them. Young adults are sort of separating themselves from the past. Uh, they're uh, we use the phrase critically distancing. They're trying to establish themselves. So do these young adults typically take the first step to you, or do you take the first step to them? What's that look like? Well, it's funny because you get that you get that that space in life like right after high school maybe the first couple of years of college, sometimes you'll get that when they're trying to figure out who they're going to be, who they are. Sometimes when, if they leave our local church and go to college somewhere else, you might have a little disconnect where you might seem like you're distanced from them, but you just have to make the active decision to send them a note, send them a text, send them an email, Send them a Snapchat, whatever way, whatever way you can communicate with them. Send them something just to let them know you're you're on my mind. I still love you. I'm still here, uh, and 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 it'll come back around. You know, when they get junior, senior year of college, when things are starting to okay, life is starting to be here. I'm I'm have to, I'm gonna have to be an adult. I'm about to get a job. It comes back. They 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 start struggling again, and they're scared, and they come to you because they need some advice. They need that structure. So as much as you're comfortable without violating anyone's confidence, um, tell us about some of the mentoring journeys you've had with young adults, maybe one or, or two, or maybe just one that you look at and say, hey, here's a successful, this has worked great and others can learn from my experience. Yeah. So one thing, if I had it, I think I, there was a young man that uh, went through reality, went off, went to college uh, and came back to a first in LR, um, once he graduated from college, got a, a, a grown-up job, was working. But I, I'll tell you, one of the things he really, really struggled with, uh, his job took him to another city. Mm-hmm. So he really, really struggled with where he was going to set up and do life because he was plugged into our church, but um, he, he had something else that was pulling him somewhere else uh, to another church. You know what? It was as difficult as it was. I had to had to sit down and had that conversation with him and let him and help him to see, you know what, man, it's really OK. Our church is not the only church. As long as you're you're actively involved in a church, 
somewhere. We're happy for you and we're rooting for you. I'm still in a relationship with him. We don't go to church together on Sundays and Wednesdays, but I'm still in a relationship with him and he's serving, he's active in a church. And so that was one of those things. I, it was, I was really, really proud of him because uh, he struggled with it, struggled big time uh, about making that decision. But at the end of the day, he knows we still love him. Uh, and, and he's all of those principles that he learned with us. He's taken those somewhere else and he's 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 involved in kids lives. What I love about that story is basically you 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 taught him and modeled him a lack of personal selfishness on this thing. Because yeah. you may, am I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, basically you sacrificed and you cut off your relationship to a certain extent because it was the best thing for him. Yes, yes. Now, and, and because of it, he stayed somewhat in your life, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Still very much a part of my life. wonder if sometimes we as mentors um, accidentally slide into using the people who come to us for help for our own benefit, either to accomplish our goals and mission, especially those of us who are pastors or church leaders. Yeah. How can I repurpose your crisis for my benefit? Yeah. Uh, or secondly, how can I just feel good about myself? Yeah. I had a real good check on that one when we had that conversation. Cause I was, I mean, I, I'm human. I was selfish. I was like, no, I want you here. <laughs> you you can help us here in what we're doing. But I had to, God really, you know, kind of, I guess right. God really spoke to me. No, not my will, not your will, my will. And, and my will is for him to be somewhere else mm-hmm. and, and go and, and help that community, help that church. And he's doing it. Cool. Now you've got kids who are young adults, uh, your own yep. children. Yep. How have you observed uh, in their lives the importance and the help of having mentors, other young adult leader, other leaders while in their young adult lives? How has that helped? How has that not helped? Yeah, so I so said I'm not naive, and I'm and I'm one of those people that you know I can sit down with parents and I tell them you know. Kids, your kids think you're stupid. That that's just that's just how it is. Just because you're their parents, you know nothing. You can tell them, "Hey, that door over there is blue," and they'll say, "No, mom, that door is red." But if I tell them that door is blue, they'll, "Oh yeah, that door is blue." So I I had to use that for myself. You know, although I'm involved in student ministry, involved in young adults, I realize that my kids have to have people like yourself, Pastor Rod other leaders in their lives uh, that can can help mentor them and lead them down the right path. Now, I got, again, I said I had four kids. I got kids on all different um, uh, areas of the spectrum. I got kids that are, that are loving, I got a daughter that's loving the Lord. She's a missionary. She doesn't want to be here. She wants to be in the missions field. Uh, and I got, I got, got a son that's struggling. But you know what? He's got people in his life that's praying for him. Got people in his life that are pulling after him. He knows those people are there. So that's that. That's why I I, I see that in my family, and that helps me to see and know how important it is for me to be that uh, in other families' lives. So yeah, it, it, it's vitally important for my kids to have that in their life as well. Sure. So we wrap up today's conversation. Uh, some of the people listening, they're going to be people like you who are just 
everyday normal people who don't work full-time in a church. They've got lives, they've got jobs. And either they've seen a need and they've stepped in to fill it to reach young adults or one of their pastors or church leaders has come to them and said, hey, can you help or lead this area? Um, and, or a young adult, somebody in their 20s has come up to them and said, hey, can you mentor me? Um, yeah. So they're at that spot. And so how do they, the last two questions I want to leave you with first is how do you balance your time between doing everything you need to do and giving to uh, people who are asked to be mentored. We'll talk about that one first, and then we'll end with what are the first two or three things, questions, activities you do with somebody when you're pulling them into your life. So how do you balance your time versus the needs of the person you're mentoring? Yeah. So the, 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 I, I tell you, that's probably one of the things I struggle with the most because you know me. And and if somebody asks me, can I help them do something? I'm the first one to say, yep, let's go. Let's go get her done. So I, I, I have, I have, I've taken on a role where I have to be more strategic in the things that I say yes to. I still struggle with it. So I'm still working on it. But yes, you you have to make sure you don't put um, too much on your plate so that so that something doesn't fall through the crack. But when it comes to balancing those things, you got to write it down. So I got a calendar and I put everything in my calendar. Um, if, I, if a student tells me. They got a basketball game. They got a volleyball game, football game. I put it in my calendar. A wife tells me, hey, we're going here next Friday. I put it in my calendar so that if that student or that young adult comes to me and says, hey, I got this going on Friday. Can you go with me? Lead the calendar. Uh, nope. Got something going on with my family that night. But uh, by, the, by the same token, if I look at, I can look at that calendar. If whatever I'm doing with my family, if we're just, we're going to sweep the, the bathrooms at church. That's a great opportunity to take that student with you or that young adult. Hey, I got something to do that night. I can't go do this. My family's going to do this. Would love for you to join us. Mm -hmm. So you get a chance to spend some time with them and serving and them getting to see that again, open book, living life with them. They get to see you uh, doing those things in your life. So look for opportunities to integrate them into the things you're doing. Uh, but the key thing is making sure you're writing it down. You got some kind of way to organize all the stuff that you're doing, because otherwise something's going to slip through the crack. You're going to be at somebody's baseball game or football game. And then somebody else is going to text you and say, Hey, I thought you were coming to my game tonight. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you got, you got some kind of way to organize that stuff um, so that um, you don't double book yourself. And, and it's more important to make sure you don't mess it up with your family. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's pretend I'm I'm a young adult and I've come to you. We've kind of hit it off a little bit, and I say, Shelby Thomas, I wanna I wanna learn from you, I wanna grow from you, speak into my life. What are the first couple things you're gonna do with with Randy? What where where are you gonna take me? What are you gonna have me learning? What are you gonna have me reading? What is it formal or informal? What do you, how do you approach it? Well, first thing I'm going to do is really going to be informal just to see. I mean, it, it is what it is. You know, not everybody is a good fit for, you know, for mentoring. So you might come to me and say, hey, I want you to mentor me. We might spend two hours together. And you might be like, man, what was I thinking? Why did I ask him to mentor me? That's just that's just not what I was thinking it was going to be. So the, the first thing I do is spend some time with him. 
um, just to get to know who they really, really are. Because I can tell you, you may have spent uh, two years in, in ministry with a student, but, but once you get alone and you're able to sit down and have a conversation with them, you're going to find some stuff out about them that you had no clue. So there might be a lot of stuff under those layers. They might have a lot of things going on that you just you didn't know they were they were going on. So, so the point there is you dig and trying to see what areas you can help them in. Because you might be thinking they need help in relationships, but no, they, they might have relationships all figured out. They might need help just figuring out how do they get deeper with God. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have it completely flipped. So sit down with them, have some conversations, ask some questions. Um, and then find then in that while you're having those those that conversation, ask some questions, find out what are they really, what are they expecting? What are they looking for? It's good. Be, um, because you again, you might be over here thinking they need this. They might be over here thinking I need that. And then that that allows you to find out what it is you need to be speaking into their life about and what that what that one or two things is that you need to be calling them out on because they're coming to you for a reason. They got something they need help in. And that gives you what you need to be calling them out on. Um, My experience, I don't know if it's been yours, has been almost everyone who, quote, comes to me does not come to me in a vacuum. There is something that has happened. There is something. Yes. And it, it may not be a bad thing. It could be new marriage. Yeah. New baby. It doesn't have to be a crisis, but something has changed. Yep. Very rarely does somebody just come in and say, I want to sit at your feet. And yeah, they don't do that. Yeah. And sometimes you know, you might not even know what that thing was. Oh, exactly. You didn't even know. <laughs> there, it's not clear. It's not evident. And it may not even come out till way later. Yes. Yes. Another mistake I think a lot of people make is that they see the mentoring moment is about instruction when I think it's really about discovery, which you yep. said, it's lots of questions. It's lots yep. of them talking and a whole lot of listening and way less. This is what you do. Being that that is the number one thing because I, I really believe a lot of a lot a lot of mentors this they get in they feel like okay I got all this knowledge I'm just fixing to pour down on you mm-hmm. and really man that's not really they're they're needing they need somebody to talk to they they need you to listen yeah I think a good strategy for those listening is to remember that especially in young adulthood maybe different from adolescents, teenagers, and kids especially. The dialogue is where they learn the lesson as opposed to a bullet point. And so I will let some of my mentorees come to wrong conclusions or make statements that are not that are obviously not true. Yeah. And don't even fight them on them. I mean, they're not dangerous. They're not at yeah, risk. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're not saying I'm going to go do drugs, but I'm saying they're, and then uh, I learned it from a mutual mentor of ours. His phrase afterwards is, so how'd that work out for you? Like, yeah. So how'd that work? Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you that deal? How'd that work for you? And then learning that lesson, mm-hmm. you can also take them around the bend and let them reach their own conclusion. Yes. And it is way better if someone reaches their own conclusion than just adapts your adoption. They have that aha moment. Yes. <laughs> Well, Shelby, thank you for investing in uh, my life and in others' lives. I think you do an outstanding job of uh, staying with people through thick and thin and up and down. And I'm grateful to you for your 
influence even in my own family and my kids' lives, been thankful for your friendship and thankful for you uh, mentoring young adults. And I appreciate you giving me some time today. Uh, Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening in. Join us next time on the Meshed Young Adult Ministry Podcast. For more resources, check out yaministry.org.